0: Travis, do you want to hear some information about Hawaii?
1: Lay it on me.
0: (laughs) It's Schmanners.
1: internet i'm your husband host travis mcelroy
0: and i'm your wife host Teresa mcelroy
1: and you're listening to schmanners it's extraordinary etiquette for ordinary occasions hello my dove
0: hello dear
1: oh it's so good to be back
0: you know it is home is where the heart is oh
1: you said you know like you were about to disagree with me <laughs> but then you agreed with me like 100 percent. you know yeah <laughs> so we just got back um so we so We had our fourth honeymoon this year, our fourth honeymoon, (laughs) our fourth (laughs) anniversary this year. And the fourth wedding anniversary, as I think we talked about on a previous episode, Mm -hmm, is mm -hmm. quote unquote traditionally, end quote, um, fruit and flowers. Yes. And so the thing that sprang into mind was Hawaii. Uh, We have family there and we have talked about going there pretty much since we like started dating. So for like the last 26 years. Teresa and I have talked about going to Hawaii.
0: So. More like eight. For a combo of anniversary and birthday and Mother's Day, we We went went to Hawaii. And we saw my aunt, who I haven't seen in years. It was great. And
1: and let me tell you, I'm going to take a pretty bold stance here. Hawaii is great. It is. Yeah. There it is. You know, no one's talking about this, (laughs) but like, if you're looking for a good vacation destination... I know this little-known spot you should check out.
0: And, hey, much love to people on the big island who have been displaced from their homes. And uh, it's very dangerous. And we're sending our love to them.
1: It was weird because when we were both uh, about to go and when we came back, people would ask us, like, did you have any problem with the eruption? And it was really hard and, and made me feel very guilty to respond, like, no, we're vacationing on an entirely different island. But here's the thing. It's It's gone from being kind of a, "Mm, this could be something dangerous to like, okay, this is very dangerous. And so uh, we are thinking about Hawaii uh, and anybody who has suffered any kind of misfortune as a result of the eruption, our our hearts hurt for you. And uh, if there's anything we can do, let us know. Okay. Okay. So while we were there, one, okay, everything I am about to say is going to sound so touristy and i recognize that i recognize that because
0: we were tourists we
1: were tourists right but it's one of those things where it's not like i don't think about hawaii as a state right but i don't think about it any differently than i think about the other states in the union right sure then we go there and it's amazing it was incredible because one Everybody was so wonderful. Like, everybody we talked to, uh, like, everybody who lives in Hawaii, and I hate to generalize, <laughs> but I did, did just say the word everyone. But everyone who lives in, like, everyone's everyone, attitudes are everyone so good. Everyone we encountered, yes, you can say. was so good. Um, food was incredible. And if you think in your head, like, I wonder if Hawaii is as beautiful as I picture it.
0: The answer is yes. Yeah, the
1: answer is absolutely correct. Like, everywhere you turn, like, you could say we were staying like basically in Hon- Honolulu and still surrounded by like beautiful landscapes and vegetation and it was just absolutely gorgeous. Yes. Um so if you ever get a chance to go I was about to say run don't walk but you probably <laughs> need to swim don't walk to get there. Um but also while we were there one of the things that we kept kind of thinking about is how much history Hawaii has compared to like say Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> where we live and then we went and visited. Right
0: well because and Hawaii has such a history um, because as part of the Polynesian Islands um, the uh, the population of Hawaii the native population goes back thousands and thousands of years um, and it was before uh, a territory before statehood it was a sovereign nation so like They had a lot of their own stuff going on before even the United States made the mistake. And I will
1: also say, once again, I apologize for my own ignorance, but I also think maybe there's a lot of people here in the mainland who share this ignorance with me, which is you think about. How a lot of like American territories became states or how territories became American states, I should say. Mm -hmm. And you think about like, well, colonialism and like we moved in and we took the land. The way that uh, that Hawaii became a state is so different from that. And frankly, messed up.
0: Well, okay, I want to stop you there for a second, because the way that it became a state is you vote on statehood. So the citizens of Hawaii voted in the 1950s to become a state overwhelmingly but before that i think is what you're talking about. yes the
1: way it became an american territory i should say is messed up yes right so the basic is and i'm not a historian but it was a sovereign nation there was you know a royal family we went and visited iolani palace which Mm -hmm, is like which
0: is what we're really going to talk about once we get all this right
1: iolani palace is the only like palace on in america right something like that it's
0: It is the only official residence that is a palace in the United States.
1: And so, basically, there's this family and then this, uh, so, in, I'm trying to think, it's like the 18, mid-1800s.
0: Uh, okay, like
1: 18, um... 40s, 60s, somewhere in there, I think.
0: No, 1880s.
1: Oh, 1880s. So, late 1800s, um... A small collection of the citizens of Hawaii, mostly made up of like American um, American business people and expats, overthrew the Hawaiian royal family.
0: They were supported by local businesses and such. Um, but yes, they, with the help of the American military, they overthrew. The the government as they knew it and put in place a new government to the point,
1: And this is when I found this out during the tour, it blew my mind. Mm-hmm. President Cleveland wrote to them and said, that's messed up. Put the royal family back in power, put the queen back in power. And they ignored him.
0: Yep. They said, nah,
1: and they waited until the next uh, until there was a president in power who would agree with them. That's messed up. like there I'm I'm happy to have Hawaii as a state. It's beautiful, it's great and everything. the way that it became an American territory is messed up. You heard from me messed up.
0: yes. Uh, and there are several sections of the native population of Hawaii who um would like to see it as a sovereign nation again. however, the infrastructure required for that is no longer available to them. Um, And so what I read is that as late as 2016, um, they are endeavoring to create a government within a government type idea, much like the Native Americans on the mainland here have their own sort of government within the United States government. So they are um, citizens of both their tribe and the u.s
1: i also uh, our friend landry went with us and she went on uh, a tour of some like farming land and they were explaining to her that they're really there's a big push to try to uh achieve some sort of what's the word i'm looking for uh independence as far as like crops and stuff where mm-hmm. right now hawaii depends so much on like exports
0: and imports
1: and imports that's that's what i meant thank you imports where like if something happened And like a week went by where they weren't able to get imports. It would be like disastrous for them. So they're really trying to uh, establish some kind of
0: self-reliance. That's
1: what it is. Thank you to be
0: self-sustaining.
1: That was actually the word I was thinking. There it is. But anyways, they're trying to um, recreate their ability to to grow crops for themselves and not have to rely on imports so heavily. Anyways, that's just a lot that we are thinking about uh, while we were on, uh, like on the island we stayed on Oahu, uh, as I said, where Iolani Palace is. Mm-hmm. First of all, if you're ever in, it was like the last thing we did. It was like the last day we were there. We went to Iolani Palace. It it was mind blowing. Like it's so so for our honeymoon. To give you a little context, for our honeymoon we went to Scotland, right? Yes. And one of the like main things we did there was visit castles. castles. And we went to, like, a 14th century castle and a 15th century castle and a 16th like,
0: And one that was still in use up through the
1: 20th century. Right. Like, and this was just like that. Like, it blew my mind to be on American U.S. soil and be in something that reminded me of the 18th century castle that we visited. You know what I mean? Like, it was amazing.
0: And it was really cool because it wasn't enormous. Right. But it looked so grand. There was, it was so lush looking. It was amazing. Lots of gilt and velvet and rich colors and beautiful furniture. And I'm going to get into that a little bit. Um,
1: well, but one more thing I want to say is it also was a wonderful, wonderful history lesson, which is another reason we love visiting places like that, but especially here where it's US history. It had such a big impact on me just walking through the halls. And then, mm-hmm. like, we did an audio tour where they would say, like, where you're standing now is where this would have happened. And one of the main rooms, and I'm sure we'll talk more about this, is where the queen was imprisoned when right. when the government was overthrown. In
0: 1895, And there was an unsuccessful attempt by Hawaiian royalists to restore the queen uh, to power. And she was arrested for that. Um, at that point, she was forced to relinquish all future claims to the f- throne, and she was put on trial in her own throne room. Sad. Um, and so she was actually fined and sentenced to five years in prison with lo- hard labor, but they reduced it to imprisonment in her upstairs bedroom, one of the upstairs bedrooms. And she was there for eight months. Now, I do want to tell you that this palace is the first palace or the first... Res official like I guess I don't want to say royal residence but like residents of power.
1: There's a word governmental no you mm-hmm. know what I mean. Anyways
0: to have state electric- residents state yeah. residence. Yeah, How's that? To have electric lighting and indoor plumbing and a telephone. They had these things before the White House like crazy. So it, it wasn't that she was thrown into like a dungeon type thing. She was in a bedroom. she had her own water closet. She had her own indoor shower and bathtub. Um, they had electric lights. Um, and you know, it's in Hawaii, so it's I'm not gonna say that it was uh, it, it was really terrible because it, it was really terrible. She was there, um, not allowed to leave. She was under armed guard. Um, there's a beautiful quilt. That is on her uh, on a a display table in the room she was imprisoned in um, where her and her one lady companion she was allowed to stay
1: voluntarily, by the way.
0: Yes, um, they did their crochet work and quilting on it and they there are so many like beautiful like embroidered lines, like embroidered letters talking about how she was imprisoned. And we should
1: also say, I I took plenty of photographs of this. So we will post this on like the, the Twitter. Uh, Not every photo we took, but uh, specific photos about Ayalani Palace for reference.
0: Oh, and there's a really great website that we should include in the description.
1: I'm trying to remember. There's some quote, and I'm going to paraphrase it and misquote it here, but it's something along the lines of, like, even a gilded cage is still a cage. Mm -hmm. Like, that idea of, like, yes, the palace is beautiful, and it's not like she was held in, like, uh, you know a barren stone gulag or whatever, but still she was held prisoner in her own palace, in her own country that she was no longer in charge of. Like,
0: yeah, it's not great.
1: Yeah. And also one of the other amazing things is as you walk through on this tour, they have like photographs of the queen whose name is now escaping me, which bums me out. And I'm sure Teresa's name
0: is Queen Lily Kolani.
1: And her and, like, Queen Victoria, like, Mm -hmm. and, like, they were buds. And, like, there's stuff all around of, like, vases and statues and stuff sent to them by, like, royalty from, like, all over the world. Who was like, yeah, you're great. We like you. And uh, it's I'm going to get frustrated and bummed out about it again. Because, like.
0: okay, well, let's finish this segment and say again that. The history is storied, and it, there's a lot to go through as far as, like, the nuance of the situation. Not all of it is good. Not all of it is bad. It happened. And please check out um, the website that we have put into our description to learn about all of this yourself.
1: Yes. It is one of those things where I think it's important. That as we talk about the opulence of the of the palace and like how great Hawaii is, I think if you don't think about it with the context of history, you are doing both yourself, but more than that, the world and Hawaii specifically a great disservice.
0: Absolutely. So that's why it's important that we talk about that. Now, re- moving what, on.
1: Another thing that I really liked is um, when you get to the palace, right? It's not. It's it's surrounded by all these other like government buildings and important buildings, including uh, there's uh, barracks Mm -hmm. right next to it. That's this really cool stone structure uh, that is a gift shop. (laughs) That's pretty cool. Um,
0: And the land itself is sacred. Um, They say that that was where the first king of Hawaii made his residence. Um, And in a time where there wasn't city surrounding it, you could see from the second floor grand hall you could see out into the ocean to see ships coming in
1: also another fun thing that i learned on this tour the royal family was incredibly musical
0: Mm -hmm. and they had a whole music room i'm gonna talk about
1: and uh i'm trying to remember which one of them i think it might have been the queen wrote the hawaiian what was their national anthem and then became like their state anthem Mm -hmm. um aloha oi." oi yeah so like that was the royal family. They were amazingly accomplished musicians.
0: Okay, yeah. so let me let me take you on a little tour. Okay, first you go into the grand hall, which had a has a large staircase, central staircase that branches off to two, um, made out of Hawaiian koa wood, which is a beautiful dark finish wood, lovely.
1: And when you go visit, one of the things it talks about in the tour is the carpet that's currently on the stairs is the same carpet that was there in the 1800s. Yes. Um, it has not been replaced. So they don't want you walk up the stairs, mm-hmm. but you're looking at, like, the staircase as it was. Also, fun fact that you learn on the tour, the king wanted two stairs, but the architect was like,
0: no, and <laughs> went with the one central staircase to that save That branches room. off into yeah. two. Yeah. Um, and... So that leads up to the family suites on the second floor. Um, and both of the walls are covered with these beautiful portraits of Hawaiian kings and queens. Um, and, and also um, pieces that they had collected from India, England, Japan, and France. So really cool. Um, so to one side is the throne room that I talked about earlier. Um, and it is so beautiful It's almost I would say that it's the size of kind of um, Hmm. I mean it, it runs the entire width of the house mm-hmm. But it is not It's not like what you would think of It's not like a, a church abbey type thing Where it's like huge and, and everything But it is. it is a large hall Oh yeah um, and
1: uh, well appointed, very yes. reddish crimson in,
0: and yeah. gold,
1: crimson and gold. And it has these beautiful chairs. This is another thing that you learn on the tour that maybe we'll talk about more. But basically, when uh, the government was overthrown and it was taking over, a lot of the furniture and, and properties of the palace were sold off. Yeah. And they've been working for the last couple of decades to try to like reclaim that stuff and mm-hmm. find
0: it. And so- they've found things as far away as Australia. Yeah. And in as close as local thrift shops. Yep. That used to belong to the palace.
1: So there's like chairs lining the wall that they've reclaimed from different places and refinished and mm-hmm. brought
0: back. To the and palace. um the 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 what do I want to call artifacts were auctioned off under the guise of paying the royal family's quote debts, um, which I mean, when you're a royal family, the the population pays for you, so those aren't really there anyway. Anyway, um, so there is a, th- a couple thrones in the throne rooms. How in the throne room, however, um, it does say that they dis- that the king and queen at the time of the palaces building did not like to really sit in them they were more just for thrones are uncomfortable yeah
1: (laughs) thrones are not designed for comfort they're designed for i've had to build a couple for shakespeare shows yeah the the specifications of them are like 90 degree angles they are not there is no there's no levers on the side that you push and you can lean back a little bit (laughs) like that doesn't happen they're not comfortable
0: right um And when we were there, we saw several of the queen's dresses on display, which were beautiful. So across the hall from the throne room um, is the blue room, which is more kind of an informal, informal room. Whereas the throne room was used for like balls and stuff. The blue room was more for informal audiences and smaller receptions.
1: And before you conjure this like Willy Wonka-esque picture in your head. It has blue accents in it. It's not, okay. it's not like floor to ceiling blue. Well, the furniture is blue. The furniture blue. is blue and the curtains are blue, but mostly it's like wood. And, and gold. Yeah.
0: Um, and again, more beautiful portraits, life size portraits. Amazing. Um, and it was really cool to see a Koa wood piano. Yeah. It was really awesome. Um, And that is where the family would play their compositions. Um, Through the blue room, you enter into the dining room, which has both doors from the blue room are sliding doors, which was new at the time as well. And then it also has entrances from the grand hall.
1: Also interesting um, because so connecting the grand hall to the dining room is a like. Uh, is where the Chamberlain, you know, the, the head butler house, whatever you want to call it, would like, there were dumb waiters there so they could bring the food through the connected to the basement where the kitchen was. And you learn that in this house, um, there was only the one set of stairs and stuff. So like, as opposed to a lot of other houses of the day, the house staff and the residents used the same sets of staircases. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I don't want to make that sound like I think that that was a big, like revolutionary social thing. I think that was just the construction of the house. But still interesting to think about that they would pass each other on the stairs and that was just normal day to day for them.
0: So this dining room was was amazing in a couple ways. First of all, again, it was lit with electric lighting, but they still put candles on the table um, because, you know, they're pretty. But also the way that they lit the room most often was the floor to ceiling windows, and um, gorgeous beautiful windows um and this room was also decorated with koa wood furnish, furnishings um but it also had had some really great collections from all over the world and this was at the time of the building they had bohemian crystal uh French porcelain um portraits of german French Russian British leaders all of like it, it's amazing to me how an, a tiny island in the middle of the Pacific had such a connection to the rest of the world at a time where they didn't have the internet, uh, telephones had just started. Like it, It's really awesome that the royal family at the time went out of their way and I mean literally when you live on an island everything is out of your way went out of their way to immerse themselves in the world culture
1: well and not only that one of the things too if you've never looked at a map to like see specifically where Hawaii is it's not near everything but it's pretty centrally located to a lot of stuff
0: I guess that's true so
1: like if you look at like the distance from Hawaii to America or Hawaii to Japan or, I mean, Hawaii is America, mainland America or Hawaii to Australia or Hawaii. Like it is, it is hypothetically reachable. It's not closer necessarily to one thing than anything else. You know what I mean? Yeah. That that kind of makes sense to me that it would have all these connections branching out in so many different directions.
0: You mentioned uh, their music, their proclivity, for composing music, there's an entire room in the upstairs. Well, we'll get to, to the, the upstairs in a second. But first, oh.
1: we're gonna write a couple thank you notes to our sponsors. <laughs> this week, uh, Schmangers is sponsored in part by Squarespace. I could go on and on, and I have before, and I will right now. I could go <laughs> on and on, and I will. Squarespace. I in my opinion. So when I was growing up and the internet was first becoming a thing, <laughs> right? Everybody leapt to have their own weird like flash, you know, a weird GeoCities and Angel Fire or whatever websites with dancing hamsters and under construction signs, right? And we all thought we well, were so super cool building our own websites. It was dorky. <laughs> Squarespace is like
0: Enter. Squarespace yeah. to save the day. Squarespace,
1: I was about to say it's the cool older brother, but maybe it's the cool child of that. I don't know. It's the next generation, the cool next generation of that. Where you actually are building a website that someone would go to and say, Whoa, you made this? Like it's practical, it's easy, it's so user friendly, it's so straightforward, and you end up with an an effective and beautiful website that's easy to navigate. That people can, you know, you could use it to showcase your work if you, I was about to say, do art. Super <laughs> cool. If you do art or whatever, or like if you want to put up music oh, or. Or
0: a lot of our actor friends use them as kind of like a, a website resume.
1: Yeah. And you know, we use it, uh, we have macroshows.com as like a collection of like here's all the weird projects we work on and we also use it to list our tour dates and all that stuff and the best thing about it is it's easy to update so if you have something new to add to it you just hop over spend five minutes boom 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 it's there and if there's anything you don't know how to do they have 24 7 customer service and not only that even beyond that everyone uses squarespace so you can google search or youtube search and find tutorials on how to do basically everything on squarespace it's got beautiful customizable templates created by world-class designers powerful e-commerce functionality that lets you sell anything online and everything customized for mobile right out the box
0: so important these days i pretty much only do internet on my phone
1: plus they have uh, It's easy to buy domains and choose from over 200 extensions. So not only are you setting up the website, you can make it easy for people to find with a new domain that Squarespace helps you register for. And it has free and secure hosting. So go to squarespace.com schmanners, that's S-H-M-A-N-N-E-R-S, for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code schmanners, spelled the same, to get 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain. Go check it out.
0: Squ- uh Schmanners is also sponsored in part by PrepDish. So I know that we talk a lot about meal subscription services, but, you know, I still have to go to the grocery store. I still have to buy stuff for like breakfast and and lunches if I don't want to like make a full meal. So, one of the things that Prep Dish does is they will send you meal planning. Ooh. Yeah. Um, And again, it's it's subscription-based, so you have to sign up for it. But the thing about the Prep Dish is every single week I get a grocery list Mm -hmm. where I can make all the recipes that they provide from the groceries, and they're great at doing substitutions. So are you off dairy this week? Are you trying out a gluten-free lifestyle? Uh, Do you want to do paleo? All of those substitutions are right there. You don't have to think about it. Um, So you can just add or subtract what you need from the already organized grocery list and then you can make these delicious recipes. Now you will have to prep a few things and that's the important part. It tells you What you have to prep ahead of time so you can have everything chopped, everything labeled, everything ready to go. So it's just throw this, this, this in in here to do this recipe and you're done. So with just a few hours of prep, like on a weekend when you have more time, you can have your meals ready all week long. And here's the thing that I really like. I like how in the email it talks about how Maybe the leftovers from one night make a delicious frittata for breakfast. All you got to do is add eggs, you know, and it, it makes it a lot easier to make healthy meals and not just kind of like wander around the grocery store getting the same things you always get.
1: And that's especially, I will say, helpful if you are living in a house with multiple people in it. Mm -hmm. And you are not always the one who's doing the grocery shopping. And maybe you have dietary restrictions or stuff that, you know, you're allergic to or whatever. That you don't have to worry about sending someone else to the grocery store and hope that they bring home stuff you can eat. You just hand them this list that Prep Dish has made for you and say, get this stuff.
0: Exactly. So, if you would like to try out a free two-week trial... You should go to PrepDish.com slash Schmanners. That's P-R-E-P-D-I-S-H dot com slash S-H-M-A-N-N-E-R-S.
1: We also have a commercial Jumbotron this week. i want to tell you about Sanctuary. Sanctuary is a science fiction adventure novel featuring an almost exclusively LGBT plus cast. It's set in the 31st century, and it follows the adventures of Adrian, a transgender man, and his best friend and co-pilot, Karina, piloting savant and bashful lesbian, as they travel across Sanctuary together. But on the far side of an inhabited space, on the dead world, Unity, a nightmare from Adrian's past services, and threatens not only him, but the entire galaxy. Search for Sanctuary by J. Patrick Jones on Amazon. That's J, the letter. I am very excited. I just got my copy of Sanctuary. I can't wait to tear into it. This, uh, it sounds right up my alley, and everybody go check it out. You can find it on Amazon, Sanctuary, spelled like the word Sanctuary, by letter J, period, Patrick Jones. Go check it out. The Dead Pilot Society podcast brings you hilarious comedy pilots that were never made, featuring actors like Aubrey Plaza, Andy Richter, Paul F. Tompkins, John Hodgman, Adam Scott, Molly Shannon, Busy Phillips, Tom Lennon, Anna Camp, Lori Metcalf, Felicia Day, Michael Ian Black, Adam Savage, Paul Shear, Ben Schwartz, Skylar Aston, Mae Whitman, Josh Molina, Ben Feldman, Nicole Byer, Jason Ritter, Sarah Chalk, Steve Agee, Jane Levy, Allison Tolman, Danielle Nicolette, Casey Wilson, Anna Ortiz, Lorraine Newman, June Diane Raphael, Kiernan Shipka, Ed Zack Zach and Carrie Kenny Silver, John Ross Bowie, Jamie Denbo, Janet Varney, <Ronson, Matt>, <literacies> <AUDIT> And many more. Listen at MaximumFun.org, iTunes, or wherever you download podcasts.
0: I'm Allie Gertz. And I'm Julia
1: Prescott, and we're the hosts of Everything's Coming Coming Up Simpsons. Simpsons.
0: We are a Simpsons podcast brand new to the
1: Maximum Fun Network, and every episode we cover a different episode of The Simpsons um, that is a
0: favorite of our special guests. We've had guests that are showrunners and writers and voice actors like Nancy Cartwright, all people that have worked on The Simpsons, and we've also had guests like Weird Al and people that are on the Max Fun Network already, and each week we will talk to a very cool guest about their favorite episode, and it is so much fun. So if you like The Simpsons, come listen to Everything's Coming Up Simpsons. All right. Smell you later.
1: Now, before we move upstairs of okay. the house, there was another, we keep talking about the electric lights, right? Yes. And this is another fun fact that I remember from the tour. There are no light switches in the house or the palace. I mean, so I, <laughs> We live in a house. Um, but there's no light switches because the way that it worked is the king, which uh, there was a generator on the grounds of the castle and there was somebody who worked the generator and there were, it was just all scheduled of what lights would be turned off when like kill this switch leave this one on so some lights would burn all night some lights were scheduled to come on at certain times and go off at certain times but so like
0: but the king could use his telephone yes. and call his generator to say, you know what? I'd like to stay in my library later than usual. Leave the lights on for two more hours. There's
1: something about that that is so decadent to me. The idea of, like, never... And listen. It's, it's not, not like,
0: exactly convenient.
1: No, not convenient. And it's not like flipping a light switch is the hardest thing in the world <laughs> for me. But the idea of, like, waking up and the lights are on and going to bed and the lights are off. And, like, they're... To think about, like, oh, yeah, you know, I've just never really thought about it. The lights are just on when I need them to be. It's so, I don't know, like. It's mind-blowing uh, to yes, you. Yes, it's mind-blowing. I can, I can
0: see your mind That level up. of power.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just like, the lights are on when I want them to be, and they're not when I don't. I, what, what beyond that do you want me to do? It's amazing.
0: It is amazing. All right. So, upstairs, the two rooms other than the bedrooms and the imprisonment rooms, imprisonment room that I want to talk about um, is the music room. We mentioned earlier that um, the Royal family was very musically inclined. They composed, they played several instruments um, and they loved to have kind of like recitals for each other. Um, So this, the music room on the second floor is decorated in gold, uh, like not gold, the metal, but the gold a gold color. Yes. Um, and it was restored in 2011 um, from actual pictures right so a lot of the furniture had been moved or or things like that so they have recreated it as it was with these beautiful golden satin drapes with again more floor-to-ceiling windows um, and there is a gold golden brown carpet like just it's brown with like gold kind of swirly stuff oh man it's just beautiful can i tell
1: you another thing that i thought was very interesting sure. the king had a queen size bed huh
0: okay ironic right <laughs> that's not that's not what ironic means i think it is
1: i you know what maybe you're being ironic right now anyway Uh, Also, what's fun? so if you, as we do tour, like to tour places like this, you will see beds, and I often will think like, huh, that's tinier than I would have thought, right? And this tour pointed out something I'd never thought of before, like, it's a queen-size bed that looks smaller because of how gigantic the bed frame around it is, right? Because they usually have these huge headboards and Mm -hmm. pillars and posts and everything, and it makes the bed look smaller. Even though it's more imposing. Yeah. I just find that interesting.
0: It is interesting. Um, The other room that I really want to talk about upstairs is the King's Library, Um, which if it had looked the way when we saw it, that it looked in basically the Victorian times, it would... It would look a lot different. It was very in vogue to have kind of like... Clutter. Clutter. Yeah. Papers and projects. Tables and,
1: in like the middle of the floor. Like, like they showed a picture of it and it, it it, looked like if you've ever been to like an antique store where you walk yeah. in and you're like, I have to put my hands behind my back or I'm going to knock everything over. Mm-hmm. That's what it looked like. There was just so much stuff everywhere.
0: So it wasn't quite that furnished to the hills uh, when we saw it. Um, again, like we said, a lot of the stuff is missing. But um, the library is where he spent a lot of his time. The king at the time was fluent in French, English, and Hawaiian, and he was always interested in the most up-to-date technology.
1: He like he had the telephone on the wall. That we talked about and like when you look around the room, like it it is so very clearly you can see into the past the mind of a scholar of like this yeah. person who just loved knowing things mm-hmm. it's very impactful i think especially as a fellow nerd um i i really related in in that library i'm getting a little teary right now oh no okay never mind forget about <laughs> it
0: um and so the the last thing that i would like to talk about um, is something that's very dear to my heart. The bathrooms? The no food. <laughs> oh, okay, food. I will say, though. Also, the bathrooms were really cool. They were so cool.
1: The queen had a shower. Like, like there was just absolutely beautiful. Clawfoot, tub, you know, and like you stand, you pull the chain. Mm-hmm. Uh, it Like, there were indoor plumbing bathrooms in like every room, including one right off the dining room, which apparently was like a huge convenience for guests that like, Everyone was like, this is amazing.
0: Yeah. I don't have to go outside. Whoa. Whoa. Um, So on their website, they have some really great uh, items as far as like paper memorabilia, things like place cards and thank you notes and menus. So I found a really awesome menu on their site that includes, let's see, seven courses boom boom um i also eat with their you know, own accompanying wine
1: i think we've talked about this on the show before but just to remind everybody when we talk about especially when we're talking like victorian era but when we talk about like historical courses it's not like how we think about now right like where i think of like well one course is a plate full of food no this is like you get a dish, you know, a small ramekin of, like, a thing, right? And that's one course. You get that and, like, some fruit. And well, so-
0: I mean, you these courses were several dishes. So you would get um, probably two or three small plates right. for each course. But so- this wasn't,
1: like, an eating challenge they were doing. Right. And you would take, like, one <laughs> bite of everything. You know what I mean? You weren't, like, finishing every single thing sat down in front
0: so of you. So they started off with a soup, and um, I and this lists two soups, turtle soup and soup a la grain, and then a fish course including four different type of fish, uh, two entrees, which are uh there was a duck dish and there was a a Hawaiian dish. Um then after that came the beasts course. Uh-huh. Uh which were turkey veal and goose then a curry course uh several different types of curries it looks like there is a a cream curry uh a chicken curry and one other that i can't quite read because it's a very old menu (laughs) and then (laughs) then there was dessert um two different types of it looks like hawaiian desserts then after that they had a fruit and a cheese course and then coffee and uh and um brandy wow and that didn't even include the vegetables with the fish course there was two potato dishes With the entree course, there were potatoes, tarot root, and tomato dishes. And then with the beasts course, there was asparagus. Each of these courses had their own wines, both a red and a white, um, except for the curry, which had a beer course. Nice. Amazing. It is amazing. Amazing. And they had the table all set up um, with all different types of beautiful glassware and silverware. And a lot of these things um, are are original for the, the king's service. So you can actually see the knife and fork, plate and cup that they used, which was awesome. I mean, but also a lot of these are they may not be original but they are in the same style or of the same service mm-hmm. um, because like we said a lot of the things were auctioned off
1: um, also as long as we are talking about dining they also talked about on the tour of that On the second floor, there is kind of a central hallway there, too, and on one end of it is, like, doors that open out onto the terrace, and they talked about sometimes the royal family would just have, like, kind of casual meals up there Mm -hmm. if they didn't want to have to set up the whole service. Also, you get to go down in the basement where they have set up kind of a museum of sorts down there where they talk about, like, the different pieces and how they have worked on rebuilding it and All that stuff. And one of the rooms in the basement is the Chamberlain's room, which I found particularly interesting because basically the Chamberlain was both the head of the household, but also because like you're welcoming, you know, guests like royal guests and dignitaries and emissaries and all that stuff. He also had like some pretty important like political roles to fill. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so it's just interesting to be both like the head of the household as far as like the staff goes, but also kind
0: of like a head of state. Yeah. Very
1: influential <laughs> political figure, you know. Right. And it was like that idea of like, yeah, listen, he's the head of the staff, but you also want to get on his good side if you want to have a good seat next to the king to talk to him about political matters. You right. know what I mean? It's just, it, it's very interesting to think about this person who was kind of leading the dual roles of being what would be considered like the staff, you know, not not a high uh, high society position, but also in charge of what goes on in the palace.
0: So like the domestic head and then also the head of the Department of Interior. <laughs> right. Right. Like imagine
1: if the in the White House. Right the person who ran the staff of the White House was also, uh, like... The, the Speaker of the House. Or was also, like, the Chief of Staff. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like, okay, cool. There's one, wow. Also, a lot of responsibility.
0: Yes. Oh,
1: But not a lot of sleep. Not a lot of sleep for that person. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, To wrap up, if you ever get a chance to go to Hawaii, you should go. And if you ever get a chance to go to Hawaii and go to Ayalani Palace, I can't recommend it enough. Um, and also, if anything we've said in this is like, well, I want to learn more about this. I also highly recommend that because basically I came away from my vacation to Hawaii wanting to learn so much about the history of it because it's such an amazing place with such an amazing and at times troubled, but at times wonderful history. There's so much to learn about. Highly recommend.
0: Please go to Ailanipalace.org, which is spelled I O. L-A-N-I palace.org. This is where I got most of my, you know, descriptive sentences, I should say.
1: Most of your information. (laughs) Most
0: of my information, but of course I also took the tour. So um, it's really cool. They've got a lot of really great resources about their living restoration, um, about the, you know, the history of the sovereignty of Hawaii and um, you know it's it's a good thing that's what I'm gonna say
1: okay um, so that's going to do it for us. Go check out all the other amazing MaximumFun.org shows. They're all incredible. If you have ideas for topics, we haven't mentioned this in a while, but if you have idea for Schmanners topics you would like us to discuss, you can email SchmannersCast at gmail.com or you can tweet at us at SchmannersCast. Um, there's also a fan group, a fan run group on Facebook called Schmanners Fanners. Um, which is a very fun name. Um,
0: let's see Where you can talk to other Schmanners fans and uh, they're very good at giving very polite advice when asked.
1: Uh, what else, Teresa? Who do we usually thank?
0: We usually thank Brent Brontofloss Black for writing our theme music, which is available as a ringtone where those are sold. We'd also like to thank Kayla M. Wassel for our Twitter thumbnail art. Go check out her portfolio. Um, also, let's give a good thank you to Keely Weiss Photography, who uh, we are using her photograph of us for the Schmanners Run Facebook group.
1: And I think that's going to do it for us. So join us again next week.
0: No RSVP required.
1: You've been listening to Schmanners.
0: Manners, Schmanners. Get it. <laughs>